0: Good morning Morning, Millennials. Millennials. Welcome back to the Morning Chest. Happy Monday. Don't let the Mondays get you down you guys. Rise and grind. Rise and grind. It's a very Monday Monday Monday. Ugh. But I have rose. I have groaned. And that's truly all that matters. Yeah
1: it's really the first step towards getting through the day. Yeah. But you know we actually have a lot to cover
0: today and so for that I'm excited to get so much off my chest. Do you ever like have trouble sleeping because you have so much to say the next morning and like you're not gonna be able to be at peace until you get things off your chest. Only when what I have to say is either like
1: addressing something controversial or like I need, where I'm about to like have such a hot take that I need to get all my words in order. Do you have a hot take today? No, no, no. Okay. I'm just like, we. I watched so much content this weekend. I literally did not leave my bed. Um, so I just have so many, many thoughts to share.
0: Yeah, Jackie and I both watched the first episode of the Gossip Girl reboot. We both watched the Real Housewives of Potomac season premiere mm-hmm. last night. And we're going to be talking about it in the TV recap because... And we
1: caught up on Long of Island. So yes, we
0: did. you're going
1: to be... You're more caught up than I am. So we're just going to like talk about our initial thoughts. And I read It Ends With Us. Oh my God, you did. I did because okay, you said that I should. Okay, this is the book segment. What are your thoughts? What segment, were your thoughts? You know what? I really, really liked it. Okay. Like I was ready to be like Colleen Hoover. Like you know, they're losing their virginities. They're 15, but like it wasn't no, that, like that book
0: that we both read that Margot recommended about like the teenagers losing their virginity, like, Finding Carter. It's the worst book. <laughs> it's and it's crazy because I would say. Maybe, I don't know how many five-star books I have that aren't like celebrity memoirs. Most of them are by Colleen Hoover. Ugly Love by Colleen Hoover is also a great one that you might like. It Ends With Us is premium. And Margot recommended my first Colleen Hoover book. What was that one called? Hopeless. Hopeless. Atrocious. Yeah. Atrocious. There was like a nice little twist at the end, but it didn't matter because like what got us there was just so unsettling. Yeah, I totally agree. But this was not that. This was
1: very good. I read it in, you know, less than 24 hours and I really enjoyed it. I was like, look, I, when I woke up on Saturday morning, I was like excited to finish it. Yeah. So I really appreciated your recommendation. That's was, my
0: first book I've ever recommended to and you. And it was
1: nice to just breeze through something, but it had a lot of heart. Yes. And so I really enjoyed it. And then I went to watching tv like just the rest of the weekend my weekend was really sort of i mean not we can we of. talk about the book oh i mean
0: what else is there to say okay so like there's a few things to say one like when she actually in the book said it ends with us like did you get chills because i did
1: yes but i had realized previously what she was title referring to meant. like i when i first picked up the book i thought it ends with us means like oh we're end game like yes. we it, it ends with us and then once i realized she was breaking the cycle of abuse i was like uh, spoiler alert, um, <laughs> I was like, it ends with them.
0: I didn't get it until she said so it in the book. Once it was I re- stunning. Once
1: I realized that that's what it was, I was like, I wonder if she's going to say the title in the book. So yeah. when it came, I was like, perfect.
0: Okay. And also, I really felt like the book was really well done. Maybe I'm like looking too much into it, but like, it was a journey like for me because like you're so shipping her and this first guy mm-hmm. and then this like first night happens you're like well was it an accident and you feel like you're actually going through the cycle of emotions yes. of, like what it's like to be in that situation because I'm like there's no way like it was definitely an accident yeah. like it, everything's their life is perfect yeah so I just I loved it like no, and she way, really
1: did a good job and I was reading her like author's notes at the end of like what she was like did you read the author? no
0: but Jillian was telling me it's, it's inspired on, by her mom yeah
1: so um she really did a good job of like trying to get you into that perspective and like have the same thoughts that Lily might have had and I, I'm sure that was like hard to achieve mm-hmm. um but it was really really well done I agree that first night I was like no way no yeah
0: also, um, it has been purchased by Hollywood. Justin Baldoni is involved in the project in some way. I don't know like if that means it's actually coming, but I have heard and read articles that it is. Is Theo eating something? He's eating a bone. Like oh, the good perfect
1: boy. boy that he is. Who's a perfect man? So perfect, so wonderful.
0: I'm so glad you like the book. Like that makes me so happy.
1: Yeah, and so for my next book choice, for my next trick, I don't know what path I'm gonna go down. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like I'm at a crossroads. I've kind of tied up all these tunnels and now I'm ready for for a new tunnel so I don't know where I'm gonna go from here it'll be interesting I
0: heard girl with no job the crazy beautiful life of an Instagram thirst monster available on Amazon and all platforms where you can get audio print or digital books I heard that was a great one yeah it has like like a lot of reviews on Amazon and a
1: lot of them are nice it does I was actually looking at that recently the thing is I've read it three times so um
0: (laughs) I don't think I'm gonna read it again no but I've heard I have heard that the fourth time (laughs) is like Really kind of this transformative experience. That is what I've heard. Okay. That's good to know. I'm glad you've read it as many times as I have.
1: Yeah. It's so good. Like on my Goodreads, it says read three times. Yes.
0: Okay. Well, I'm so glad you liked my recommendation. Yes.
1: Thank you so much. And then I spent the rest of my weekend watching the show Medici on Netflix. It's a historical show based in truth, but you know, they have to put their lies in there too, like Mm -hmm. to make drama, even though it's like such a dramatic period of time and like they're still making shit. It's like Sully like Sully and they're still making shit up but even though like Sully at the end of the day like wasn't really a story that required a movie
0: but yeah because there was no like adversity or no plot like it was just a true heroic moment yeah but then they threw in this whole like cover diavra about this like committee I don't know yeah but
1: all the committee stuff if you guys um, are curious the stuff in Sully about the committee like nobody was pressing Sully about whether he should or shouldn't have landed in the Hudson also like the way they fetishized the Hudson was like
0: really fucking weird do you think that there is a single soul on this earth who knows more about the Sully movie and the Sully story than you it might be Brian Kelly but I was gonna say I think there has to be because I'm
1: not even like an aviation person um but I don't know if there's anyone on this earth who like thinks stans that, Sully no who like Sully the movie the man and the story live rent-free in, in your mind, mind. You know? As they should. As they should. It's really a beautiful story, except for
0: those pesky birds. Those were the villains. Totally. Yeah, they should have had, like, the story. An animated, like, prequel about the birds and their plan. And they, like, woke up on the wrong side of the bed. Mm -hmm. And, like, like, what led them to that decision. Yeah. Uh I think that
1: would have been great. (laughs) That would be crazy. Um... So anyways, Medici is really good. I've just finished season two. It's like honestly really stressful. And like the Medici's were like so powerful. But of course the show only like focuses on like their trials and tribulations and never the success, mm-hmm. which is just bothersome about shows in general. Like can't we like enjoy the good times too? It was, I was just like stressed out, but then season two ended in a really crazy way. So I'm going to watch season three. Um, it has so many actors from Game of Thrones in it. It was really crazy. Like Richard Madden is the star in the first
0: season. So Handsome.
1: And crazily enough, he is like in a scene with Walder Frey and he winds up marrying her daughter. Daughter? His daughter. His daughter. Right. So it's like. That's crazy. It's really crazy because, you know, that's why he died. Um, Spoiler spoiler alert. (laughs) And then also Ned Stark is in it. And he is, spoiler alert, the villain Mm. in a big, major way. And it's really, it's interesting. So. I started Manifest. mm, I saw your story, but I didn't watch it because I was tapping through to see Ben's reaction about gossip girl
0: are you trying to hurt my feelings I'm
1: trying to be honest I'm trying to keep it real with you
0: okay well I start everyone's talking about the show right. right so I'm like me and Ben were looking for something you know to start together we liked lost kind of so we were just looking for to go on a journey together and I swear I thought I thought I started watching the wrong show because this thing that I was watching was actual community theater it was an insult to hallmark like the acting I was shook I'm like I was sure, sure that I put on the wrong show. So then... But there was the plane? I, well, yeah. So then I looked it up. It's like the plane, the five years. Like, that's not a spoiler. It's the premise. No, like,
1: I've never watched and I
0: know that. So I'm like, what? This cannot be it. So I'm like, you know, let me give it... Pilots are always weird. Let me give it, like, three episodes. And it's just getting, like, worse and worse. And what's troublesome is that it's actually, like, a decent premise for a show. Right. Adjusting to life when you've been missing for five years, but for you, it only feels like you've been missing for a day. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, like, frustrated that they did what they did because it's so bad when it's like a decent premise even though a lot of it is definitely lifted from Lost. So there's like this number, the number of the plane is following them around and like that's literally what Lost was. Like Whatever. It's atrocious. I did stop watching it and and went on to other things that we're going to talk about in the TV recap. We
1: are going to talk about in the TV recap. Really excited to talk about Gossip Girl. Talk about Community Theater. Mm -hmm. Some of the worst acting I've ever seen.
0: I can't. I let's just. I cannot wait to talk about it. Okay.
1: So do you think that without further ado, do -do -do -do, are you all caught up? How was your birthday? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Thanks for remembering um it was great you know I really was not like other girls on my birthday like I feel like I was so chill you know I just woke up and like me and Ben I went to return you know a couple of the gifts that I had gotten which were so thoughtful but just not for me so
1: excited to announce that she did not return my gift I I actually wore it oh my on Saturday I'm obsessed I made it I'm safe Yes. I did good.
0: But some of the other gifts, mostly from Ben, um, one from Margo. Sorry, Margo. Um, it's fine. She returned your gift. Yeah. So it's just, at this point, it's just an exchange of credits, you know? Yes. Um, so then we did that. We had, like, a lovely lunch. I went over to Michaela's house. And then we went to a baseball game, which, like I said, I'm not like other girls spending my day at a baseball game. But it was, like, so fun. First of all, like, gorgeous night. You know, like, not too hot, not too cold, even though it did start to rain, like, a little bit at the end. But then we left. Um... And it was just fabulous. Like, I don't know. There was just something about the energy at the Mets game, you know? So much alcohol, so much food. It was just really fun. Like, I highly recommend going to a baseball game on your birthday. It's just, like, hours of sitting, drinking fun. Yeah. Which is really my personal aesthetic.
1: Plus, if you like baseball, there's
0: that, too. Oh, yeah, which I do like baseball. Ben's friend plays on the Mets. He hit a home run, and it was just, like... A homer? It was such a thrill, you know? Like, Mets fans are nuts, though. Like, truly nuts. It was just thrilling you know like I'd never been so excited to see a home run before and it was fun and then we watched the fight I know you didn't watch I didn't watch but we're gonna talk about the fight okay so I got some thoughts
1: yeah we have one story about the fight and then you can share all your fight
0: thoughts but those are my birthday thoughts it was just like really chill you know like not like other girls like I don't like right. to make a big deal of my birthday right. after having
1: two parties yes yeah, so yeah. so
0: chill I really don't like to make it a big deal
1: <laughs> um well we're so glad that you turned 27 in an oh, extremely sh- chill way, sh- Claude, getting older is only sad if you are living in a state of denial
0: therefore I am sad I'm in (laughs) denial about a lot of things Claude
1: why do I keep (laughs) calling you I don't know
0: it's just upsetting like like I'm so far away from high school does that does that make sense
1: don't be like that like who wants to be in high school look at gossip girl
0: no I know but like I actually had a good time in high school and like I'm just getting like further and further away and I'm like Oh my God, I'm like so old.
1: But you're getting closer. Like you should look fo- You have to have things to look forward to. You can't only just like look at the past. Like, aren't you excited to like, you know, be a lady who lunches one day and like, yeah. you know.
0: I am. I am. But also like, I think what lies ahead for the future, like also gives me anxiety because some people like run into the future, like ready to have kids. Like I'm not. Yeah. So now I just feel like now with each year that I get closer, it's like less acceptable for me to say that
1: okay that's fair but you know what normalize doing what feels right for you
0: yeah no I'm working on it I really am I'm okay. working on the normalization but it's not easy
1: no no it's not it ain't okay well thank you for opening up to us sure to it's body. my pleasure <laughs> and now I think without yes. further do? where are you being here right perfect
0: eating a bone.
1: bone it is time for the fast five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast <gasps>
0: <gasps> no Oh, no. (gasps) She's back. The power of Christ compels me to tell you that today's episode is brought to you by Away. Away is the modern lifestyle brand that creates thoughtful products for every traveler and every kind of trip. They started with the perfect suitcase crafted with features that make travel more seamless. And now, when travel looks more different than ever before, you can count on Away's range of suitcases, bags, and accessories whenever you take your next trip. I just have to say, I have had the same one Away suitcase for years, and I took that thing on on with me. I took that thing with me on tour to 60 cities, it doesn't even have a scratch. It's literally the best suitcase and it's true, I don't they say like it is the perfect suitcase and it just is like the compartments, that thing in the middle, the zippers, the laundry bag, like the hard shell, soft interior. It is really just the best suitcase and it's so worth just investing in one good suitcase because it'll last you so long and they're also really cute, which also does not they're hurt. They're cute
1: and the sizes are perfect because you can have the carry-on one, you can have a super big one for when you want to check luggage, but they
0: also have the in-betweener. The
1: in-between, don't sleep on the medium size because sometimes you don't need the biggest bag available, but you do want to check luggage.
0: All of their suitcases are designed to last a lifetime with durable exteriors that can withstand even the roughest of bag handlers. Very true. Also, uh, it comes with a little sponge, which is great for getting out scuffs. I didn't know that, and it was—it's in this like shiny little tinfoil thing, and it's—it comes out immediately. Um all this all the suitcases come with an interior organization system it includes a built-in compression pad to help you pack more a hidden and removable laundry bag that separates your dirty clothes because you guys know like there's nothing more embarrassing than having a compartment of dirty underwear that like TSA looks through so Away has really thought of everything um they have a TSA approved combination lock that keeps all your belongings safe and it's available at different materials like polycarbonate, aluminum, and durable nylon in a variety of colors and styles. They're all designed to last a lifetime. They have a 100-day trial on everything that they make, so you can take the product on the road, live with it, travel with it, get lost with it for 100 days. If you decide it's not for you, you can return any non-personalized items for a full refund during that period. And they offer free shippings and returns. So start your 100-day trial and shop the entire Away lineup of travel essentials, including their best-selling suitcases, at awaytravel.com toast. That's awaytravel.com toast.
1: Sign on. Travel easily. Truly. Okay, first story, a little UFC fight news, and then we'll talk about the rest of the fight, but Addison is responding to backlash over her UFC gig saying, y'all got me fired. The influencer said she got fired after sports fans took issue with her recent gig conducting a red carpet interview for UFC and her quip that she, quote, studied broadcast journalism in college for three whole months to prepare for this moment then she tweeted a few hours later never mind y'all got me fired she covered a preliminary event for Saturday's big UFC 264 where Dustin Poirier spoiler alert beat Conor McGregor um she was conducting the interview with him because they are apparently from the same hometown yes he's from Louisiana but people took issue with her tweet that said an Instagram post I studied broadcast journalism in college for three whole months to prepare for this moment
0: which was obviously a joke um I don't think she got fired I think like it was it was a one-off it was a joke it was a one-off gig yeah um I don't think she was like the next Joe Rogan. No. I I have a lot of thoughts on this. (coughs) Because I feel like we were just talking about this when Laverne Cox got the job at Julianna Rancic's job. Yeah. Because it really is like this new world we're living in where people with platforms are becoming eligible for jobs that you once had to study for. And it's like this new world we're living in. And of course, like it's great in some ways, but it's difficult for other people trying to break into the business. And I really do totally get that. Um, At some point, it's just like... I don't think this is, like, a real interviewee type of job. It's just, like, a press thing. I do think them choosing Addison Ray was an interesting choice, like, for sports fans anyways. But, like, look, it, it's making news. People are talking about the fight that probably weren't even talking about it. So, I don't know. I think it's fine. Like, the joke was funny. It's not... The joke was funny, and I think what she was trying to say is,
1: actually, most, pe- most celebrities who go on to do like talking head stuff, which there mm-hmm. are so many, have no experience in journalism. They probably- Or didn't study it. Right, but like she studied journalism for three months. It was a joke, haha, LOL, like really not that serious. Ha ha,
0: laugh, funny.
1: <laughs> ha ha, laugh, funny. People just will be upset about anything. Depending
0: on the person. Like some people can get away with everything, but Addison's one of those people where people are like, really, no talent? I'm sorry, like homegirl, say what you want. There's some talent there. You have to have some ounce of talent to get from where she was to where she is. Like in so many different ways, not only to just be like a successful influencer, but to be
1: Addison, right? Who's actually the creme de la creme of influencers. Of influencing and and finding a mainstream career from it.
0: Yeah, 100%. So I don't know. I just like hate these pylons. And I think that, again, I always just come on here, um, always try to advocate on behalf of the influencer because we're just like constantly getting shit on as like, illegitimate business people and it's just like annoying you know yeah no i agree were you're bothered of- by addison ray's success you are and it's time you look in the mirror and accept that because she's literally 11 years old and has multi-million dollars so <laughs> i'm upset too it's fine but like but get it over is what it. it
1: is life isn't fairy you guys.
0: you know what it is yes yes life isn't fair and it's not addison ray's job to not take a job so it doesn't upset you life isn't
1: fair right and just because you go to school for how many years for something like still doesn't mean that you necessarily are going to get that job especially when there's only a handful of jobs and it's based on like talent knowledge and a million other and a million things.
0: other things yeah no but like life is just not fair it's so true and I think we need to remember that more. No, people have forgotten. No, because I think like and our they generation, life to be fair. Our generation like expects the world to like cater to them when so so much of the human experience is getting out and getting upset and getting and rejection. You know, yeah, and it's like we have forgotten that. Yeah. And Addison Ray is here to remind us.
1: <laughs> yes, it's an important lesson. Yeah, it is. It really is.
0: But the fight, by the way, I watched like the last three fights. Oh right on the card. So like the third to last one, like the guy got knocked out in in a minute and 30 seconds. Like it was actually sad. And I was like, damn, I wanted to see like more fight. Then the second to last one, they went all five rounds and holy shit, I've never been so born in my whole life. So I'm like, which one do I like better? Then the Conor McGregor. So I was like rooting for Conor McGregor because he's like funny and like, he kind of like is like an Instagrammer. I don't know like what he does, even though the other guy was from America and like I should have been supporting America. And the guy from America. Were they billing it as like? Yes, UFC. Everyone like holds their flag and their pictures have their flags, and it's like an international competition. It's an international affair. Yeah, okay, it's cool. international lifestyle, brand I can't believe Sonia Morgan wasn't in attendance. Yeah,
1: okay, I didn't even know that. I wish I had watched. Honestly, I had no clue it was on. Like, cause Zach was busy, and so usually he's like, "Oh, you gotta Keeping come you see this." Track. Like, cause he's, he'll be like, Travis and Courtney just like stuck each other's tongues at each other. Right.
0: So I really watched because it's like a it's a huge stadium, but the seats around the ring are so close to the ring, so you could see every celebrity i saw miles and kelly teller i saw machine gun me gun kelly i saw travis and courtney um jonathan chabon like it was really a star-studded event um and that's why i tuned in but then that last fight i have to say like i actually have chills coming down my spine so here's what happened Conor McGregor is just, like, a shit talker. Like, he t- t- talks shit about everyone. And he's lost, like, three fights in a row now. So it's like, you got to stop talking shit. So he's losing, like, really bad. This guy's just... And UFC is different than, like, Floyd Mayweather boxing. Like, there, it's no holds bar. You could technically die in the ring. Like, it's blood. I just learned that
1: recently, that if you were to kill someone in the ring...
0: It's legal manslaughter. It's legal killing. No, it's crazy. And so, like, people, they get bloody. There's blood all over the ring. It's nuts. And so Conor McGregor is getting his ass beat. His ear is, like, falling off. He's so bloody. He gets back up. There's not a lot of time left in this particular round. And the other guy, Portier, punches him. Conor dodges it but loses his footing at the same time and literally snaps his ankle in half. They kept replaying it in slow motion. I wanted to vomit. Oh, he couldn't get up. You know how at the end... Sometimes they call it. Like, if you... I'm not going to finish the whole round. Like it's clear that there's a winner and like ethically the doctors don't want, you know, that person competing anymore. They stand up and you know, you do the hand thing. Yeah. Connor couldn't even get up for the hand thing. He literally sat in the corner, like getting his ankle wrapped, like screaming, like your wife is in my DMs. Like he's insane. (laughs) But the ankle snapping was so chilling. Bone chilling. And honestly, shame on you, ESPN Plus. Played it a thousand times. I was going to puke. It was putrid. He like slipped and it cracked and it was just so disgusting. Um, But it was a wild ride. He literally left the arena in a stretcher and was like, oh, fuck you. Like he was (laughs) being crazy. (laughs) That sounds really entertaining. It was.
1: That's really sad that he snapped his ankle. I hope no one stole his party on top <laughs> Shut of it. Up. I really hope so for him.
0: Jackie, you're a conspiracy theorist because you have claimed for years that when we were on Olivia's bachelorette party, Literally in the middle of the night, your It ri- was in the middle of the your night. Your wrist was hurting. Gone,
1: we hadn't gone to bed yet.
0: You said somebody snapped my wrist, and then you can find your chapstick. And you said they also stole your copari. And I just want to let you know, you did not sit next to Stanley Tucci on the plane ride home from LA, and nobody snapped your wrist or stole your copari.
1: Wow. See the memory of you. You know where the copari was found. In Margot's makeup case. In your makeup case.
0: Oh, in please. You know, I don't case. even like the Copari chapstick. Yes, you do. No, Everyone I don't. was like, oh. It's up. too tinted. Like, I, if you don't know, like, you end up looking like Dorinda. No, like, and here's
1: the thing. Like, I can give you the benefit of the doubt and say, like, it was probably an accident. Or you probably
0: dropped it in. Like, why would it be on me? I did not Let's steal say, your I'm Kopari. I'm trying to help
1: you. I'm trying to say, like, I have no, I don't I need help. I didn't, you. your,
0: I, I, don't need you. I didn't steal your, I don't need your forgiveness.
1: I didn't steal your Copari. i Margo snapped your wrist. Perha- so I'm not crazy. My Kopari was missing and my wrist was snapped. So you want to take back what you said.
0: I don't know. Why don't you just go over to Floyd Mayweather's house? Oh, no, Conor McGregor's house. You guys can just cry together. We can talk about it together. Yeah. Yeah, he can relate. Just two Irish redheads. <laughs> Anyways, thank you for proving my point though. No, I didn't know such a thing. No, you literally. Nothing of the sort. You you did, so thank you. It was so a much. great fight. It was exciting, thrilling. Celebs were out. Everyone was in Vegas. Dave Chappelle was there. Um, no. Oh, and Joe Rogan. Is the like is the, a, the main man. He literally was like a, he always does, like, you know, he wears the headsets and like I mean he came up from UFC. Yeah, but I don't know if he always did this. After each fight, he got in the ring with the winner. and he saw get, the pictures. And he had to get down on the floor to sit next to Conor McGregor and give him an interview. It was hilarious. I saw it. Really funny. He just loved to see like a small indie podcaster, you know, getting out there and getting opportunities. We're so happy for him.
1: So happy for him. No, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I bet he didn't go to journalism school. So if you guys so want to take, take that up
0: with him, um, I'm, sure he'll, he'll, I'm sure he'll put you in your you know, place. And you know what? Now that I think about it, in sports a lot, it's, like, a thing. Once you graduate from being mm-hmm. sports, be, doing sports, you become... A, a broadcaster. Right, like, Ben's favorite show, NBA and TNT, is, like, half, like, I guess, like, traditional journalists and half former basketball players. Yeah. That's just, like, the cycle of life in sports, and Addison Ray has literally... Won the championship of TikTok dances, and now she's retiring and doing sports broadcasting.
1: But also, in defense of influencers, a lot of being an influencer is showcasing your personality. Not for everyone, but for a lot of people. And Addison Ray, I think, has gotten to where she is because she's a really good dancer and like all of these things, and she's so cute and whatnot. But because her, like, people like her personality. And that's what interviewing people is about.
0: Yeah. And it's like, I just can't explain. It's not, you know, a Diane Sawyer sit down interview, it's like a red carpet, like, Instagram live, like, it's really not that deep. It's not she that deep. She was making
1: a joke. Like, I, I just can't understand everyone who's really so, so upset.
0: Yeah. And I just, like, I, I hate this world that we're living in. We're like, someone just can't make a joke. Someone just can't make a joke. Like, don't, it's not a big deal. It's yeah. a joke.
1: Okay, well, are you ready for our next story? It's a little happy couple news I like
0: am, but I'm really distracted by there appears to be something in Theo's coat. Will you just
1: oh, you... I saw it this morning. It looks like not something I want to touch like it it's like grease and oh my God. what is it? Do you know what
0: happened? I don't know, but it appears to be like. Tacky, like tar, yeah, or grease or gum. I'll get it out after. I just thought maybe it was like something I could pull out. I, when I, he walked in, I thought it was a
1: twig, and then yeah, I quickly realized it wasn't. Poor
0: angel, I'm Thank sorry you so much.
1: Maybe some happy couple news to cheer you up. Oh, to sh- definitely. Adele shops at Outlet Mall with rumored boyfriend Skepta. Okay, I'm more interested in the Outlet Mall. Okay, yes, I know that you are. Page Six is told that shoppers at the Cabazon Outlets, a discount mall just outside San Bernardino, California, were stunned to see the Rolling in the Deep Singer in the Discount Prada store there. Oh, and by the way, she seems to be dating that rapper. She said she wasn't dating. Their- What's his name? Skepta.
0: I don't think I've ever heard of him, and I didn't know that there were any rumors. There were. Uh, I feel like I
1: remember seeing rumors, but then she also like said she was single on SNL, so people were like, "Okay, maybe not." But um, she's living her it best life. So they were spotted together at the Prada outlet. Mall.
0: I just want to say, like, couldn't be me, you know? Most profound singer of a generation shopping at a discount store like that would just not be me. Like, if I was like a true celebrity with access to true celebrity wealth, like, you could not pull me off of like the true Rodeo Drive. Like,
1: I don't if they're like driving through San Bernardino maybe like this is a renowned outlet store you can find things that you wouldn't ordinarily be able to find there
0: are renowned outlet stores I actually have been to one in Florence and it was heaven and I was like having the time of my life but I just like I guess that's just me, you know, like being greedy. But mm-hmm. to me, the real story here is Adele discount shopping.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. It's like two big stories put together.
0: Yeah, yeah. And wonder happy for if she her. made
1: investments. wonder if she got anything.
0: Anything good. Yeah, I'm yeah. happy for her in this new relationship. I, I'm not going to put all my eggs in a basket. I, I know nothing about. It's early. Um... Again, just looking, hopefully he makes her feel a wide range of emotions that inspire ballads, you Mm know? mm -hmm. Um, Of course, we wish for her happiness, but we also wish for a journey to get there so that we can go on that journey with her.
1: Yes, I agree. And I think that's important just for, like, the world.
0: Yeah, I also think it's worth mentioning, like, some of the greatest songwriters of our generation have written their best music like while also in a happy place like I think that it's possible Casey Musgraves like has written some of her best work like in good times and in bad times yeah. happy and sad at the same time literally so I'm not worried about Adele's ability to produce I just you know a little heartbreak never hurt the re- heart, uh, songwriting process
1: I agree just emotions period
0: yeah I want all the emotions I want like excessive happiness profound sadness like not that I'm wishing sadness on Adele because she's my girl but like you know girls gotta eat we need a new album yeah it's been quite a long time
1: it has been but it will be worth the wait it always is it
0: always is I actually remember um when that second album came out 25 it's crazy she's only had two right 21 and 25
1: she also had 19 okay yeah
0: well she wasn't really famous when she had 19 but yeah sure that was like the chasing pavements sure 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 um when 25 came out was like now like a really long time ago um I got it illegally downloaded (laughs) Somebody sent it around. Yeah, I think you got it too. But I don't not think to I implicate to you in, in my internet crime. I
1: don't think I listened to it because even sometimes I get you know um, album samplers from the industry, and I don't like to listen to them before they're out because like I feel like I can't enjoy it. I can't explain. Oh,
0: I definitely downloaded the illegal version and listened to it like on repeat.
1: Yeah, I know that's not for me. But I'm it's happy just one for of the you. fun
0: facts about myself is that I had twenty five before anyone else did because like someone at work when we were interns,
1: yeah, shared it with you. Yeah, that's pretty cool.
0: It was exciting. Excitement Thrilling. excites you. It does excite me.
1: Do you want some more happy couple news that is just so cute and sweet? Sure. Eddie Murphy's son, Eric, is dating Martin Lawrence's do- daughter,
0: Jasmine. Daughter? <laughs> that is... Lawrence. Sorry, that's really cute. Lawrence's daughter. Okay, that's so cute because you know, like... The kids will be behaving. They will be treating each other right because their parents are involved. Yeah. And they're like,
1: they'll always make each other laugh, says Page Six. Eddie Murphy's son, Eric Murphy, is dating Martin Lawrence's daughter, Jasmine Lawrence. You know what's funny? She revealed their relationship in a sweet Instagram post celebrating his 32nd birthday on Saturday.
0: Eric Murphy is the name of E from Entourage. So I just thought that was funny. Oh, that's hysterical. No, it's I'm dying laughing. (laughs) It's the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. (laughs) I'm gonna write that into my next show. I know, it's a joke, people. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This is so cute. This is so cute and so sweet. Like, Mm -hmm. love to see it. I love just, like, celebrity kid news. We should have, like, a weekly segment, the CKN, because uh, there's nothing I love more than celebrity offspring.
1: Oh, I, I completely disagree. There's actually, like, I can't, it depends what the news is, but when it's, like, two people whose parents are friends and funny and they get together and it's like such a cute relationship I'm so here for that but like generally speaking I'm not here for
0: celebrity kids news cause you're a celebrity kid well you know what I think that actually is a really interesting conversation speaking about Addison Ray, like okay so everyone's all upset opportunities are going to Addison Ray, even though like she works you know hard to create a platform and she is not undeserving of the role are there other people who are deserving yes I think an interesting conversation that we like almost never have is like the celebrity nepotism and the offspring like Um, She's very talented. Kaya Gerber, like, overnight becoming the biggest model in the world because her mom is Cindy Crawford. Yeah. There's so many examples I can think of of, like, people directing TV shows or just, like, acting because they wanted to one day, you know? Right, but
1: also, like... What I see more of just because, like, this is what we do every day is just, like, the headlines about, like, these kids as if they're, like, celebrities themselves and, like, we should care that they took a shit. I don't care. Like, if your parent took a shit, call me. Yeah. No, of course. <laughs> like,
0: we want the scoop. But, like, I really don't, just because you're someone's kid, like, I really don't care what you're up to. No, of course not. But I do think that, like, see, maybe it's just because I'm an influencer and I'm always, like, really feeling on the defense about being an influencer. Like, I really don't understand the backlash that like an Addison Ray would get for something like that. And again, maybe that's just because I'm biased. But I feel like I actually could understand, like maybe we reserve some of, that, th- some of that upsetness for like celebrity offsprings getting things literally out of nowhere just because like they decided to one day. Right,
1: I agree. And that that's... I can
0: understand. Right,
1: I could understand that too. I don't think there's, you know. There's no uh, there's outrage. not a lot of noise about that. You no, know I'm
0: saying like there's no outrage on the celebrity nepotism when actually that seems like a very reasonable thing to be outraged about. Yeah,
1: I agree. Yeah, here we are. I completely
0: agree. Even though, see I feel two ways because sometimes I'm like, with the celebrity offsprings, like they just like decide to become successful and they just get it. It's like kind of not fair. But also, I do live for it. Like, some of my favorite people to follow on TikTok are celebrity offsprings. Not enough people know that Sandy Cohen from the OC's daughter has a TikTok and it's pretty much just like her and Sandy. They're Swifties. Like, well, his name is Peter, but it's premium content. Courtney Cox's daughter has a TikTok. Laura Dern's daughter has a TikTok. So many famous people's kids have TikToks, and the parents like slide in and out, and it's some of the best contests. Iris Iris Apatow, amazing TikTok. Just something worth mentioning. So I, yeah.
1: When I was on TikTok, and oh, I you're like an old person now. And Back I, when I was on TikTok, no, I would see like um you know the celebrity kids, and then their parents would come in, and it's like, oh my god, like, yeah. And no, I but I was not here for it. Oh,
0: I love it. No, I was not love.
1: Okay, so, you know, we just have different interests.
0: Because we are not like other girls. And we're
1: so different from one another.
0: No, we couldn't have had more different life experiences up until this (laughs) point that led us to have different opinions. We actually
1: are really different from each other.
0: No, we actually are. Considering, like, we're so similar? No, considering we've lived, like, the same lives, we couldn't be more different. Like,
1: I feel like to the outside eye, like, we're the same person. So similar. We talk the same, do the same, blah, blah, blah. But, like, once you know us, you really see how different
0: we are. No, no. We're So different. (laughs) So different.
1: Are you ready for our next story? I know you're not ready because you're never going to be ready.
0: No, because I'm a little hungry. And I think I'm just going to go nibble on some fabulous snacks from nuts.com. The best kept secret of savvy snackers across the country. They have the best snacks. I just feel like it's time to elevate your pantry, what you're munching on. You got to get into some chocolate, toffee, cashews. Bourbon pecans or pecans, some crystallized ginger. They have honey me- honey sesame sticks. So they have a variety of snacks and pantry items, including candies, dried fruits, and pantry items like baking mixes, pasta, and more. They sell everything at nuts.com. Obviously, lots of really good, delicious nuts, but tons of other things. And it's just about time we stop like, snacking on the same chips from the grocery store. Like We need to be elevated. We're all getting older. Like We're more mature. And it's just time to have organic, roasted, salted nuts, candy nuts, any nuts, you can imagine nuts.com is here for you. And honestly, it's nuts. It's nuts. They have over 4,000 products to choose from. Delici- and it's not all just nuts. That's what I'm saying. Because they have delicious, he- healthy, kid-friendly snacks like dried strawberries and custom trail mix. Plus, they have all the raw, roasted, salted, and candied nuts you can imagine, even chocolate dipped, which are a personal favorite of right. mine. Right, and
1: those um, like white chocolate truffle nuts you yeah. guys treat yourself. It's a family-run business mix. that
0: takes pride in getting you the freshest ingredients. Nuts.com is your one-stop online pantry. Delivery is fast. Most orders will ship the same day, and they have fresher products than the supermarket. So if you want to be a new nuts.com customer and get free shipping on your first order, text TOAST to 64000. So text T-O-A-S-T, TOAST, to 64000 to get free shipping on your first order from nuts.com that's toast to 64,000 terms apply available at nuts.com slash terms
1: sign on up your snack game yeah. it's time you probably don't even realize that you need to but once you do you'll be so glad that you did yeah it's so nice to walk into your pantry and have, I have options things and have things that excite you
0: and you know what excites me? Excite- Excitement. And, and nuts.com. <gasps> we are so different. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay, our next story. I'm so sorry to do this to you. I apologize. Is this Chloe it, and Tristan? Yes.
0: But is it the comments? Of okay, course. Okay.
1: And I'm only doing it because like really everyone's talking about it. And I want to, you know, I, we have to join
0: yeah. the conversation. And in case you were wondering what loser on loser crime looks like, this is it. Okay. So
1: Tristan Thompson seems to threaten Lamar Odom on Chloe Kardashian's Instagram. The trouble in paradise started when Odom commented hottie and a string of emojis under a snap of Chloe being a hottie. And then Tristan took issue with that, writing, quote, God brought you back the first time. Play if you want different results. He followed it up with a more restrained heart, heart, drool, drool emoji. LOL.
0: Okay, here's the thing. Neither one, as far as I know, n- neither one of these men are currently linked to Chloe in a mm-hmm. romantic way, which makes this the loseriest thing ever. It's like she doesn't want either of you and you're still fighting over her. Like, go to sleep, you know? Like, yeah. get off your phone. Yeah. Um, in terms of the actual fight, I am team Lamar. Um, and here's why because it's always nice to be called a hottie. Like, there's, it doesn't have to be romantic. And honestly, for Tristan to respond in such a condescending way about like a very traumatic time a traumatizing event in Lamar's life and in Chloe's life and in all of our lives yeah I actually am personally offended by that and I think and I know he's made mistakes but I do think we need to protect Lamar Odom at all costs and Tristan Thompson is not doing that and therefore I am team Lamar
1: Okay and here's I agree with you and I also think like when you really think about his comment like it's really upsetting. Like it's just so wrong. It's so
0: disrespectful.
1: Yeah also like what are you saying like are you gonna kill him?
0: (laughs) (laughs) No it's so true like what is under the surface here?
1: No so like it's just really a crazy thing to say but I don't know I'm just I'm with like think about from Chloe's POV like both of these men she loves so much would have done anything for like really put her eggs in their baskets they and they both disrespected her constantly disappointed her disrespected her she gave them chances nope 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 and now like you're on instagram like just being so extra and thirsty when it's like you couldn't belly up to
0: the bar fuck off you know and it's like in a public sphere you're gonna pretend like to be supportive and defend me when Why in do reality you that
1: energy to the personal to the life. relationship yeah 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 you know so i'm like I'm loser. Gonna, <laughs> I'm feeling for her. Like, don't talk the talk when you couldn't walk the walk. Oh, my God. That is
0: so true. For both of them. Both. They're both in timeout. And Tristan, like, ever since it was announced that they did break up, has been, like, trying to fight that narrative on Instagram, and Chloe's like, not participating in it. So I'm led to believe that they are not together i
1: honestly think that chloe needs to restrict tristan from commenting on her photos block and lamar too because it constantly puts her in the news cycle like attached to him i don't think that's what she wants you see from the show that like she just wants people to stop talking about them right but he's constantly like he should think he's able to write these comments but then they actually don't post restrict this, like,
0: restrict it's she, my favorite feature she doesn't feature. need to block
1: them because he'll know and then he'll start you know posting stuff just like restrict.
0: yeah Do you know what you're right like every time like when when that episode happened where scott like left a a weird comment on Chloe's Instagram and it made news that like gave her anxiety because her relationship becomes a part of a narrative now in the media and that really like bothered her. And so you're right, like they're actually both doing her a disservice because she doesn't want to be talked about. A hundred percent. She doesn't want to be talked about with them.
1: And at one point in her life she did and they couldn't hack it.
0: No, and they embarrassed her for real. Multiple she had times. to get her LO L- tattoo removed on her finger. Like multiple Do you times. know how
1: painful that was? She had Chloe and Lamar
0: the show. Like there were so many people who yeah, were embarrassed. She didn't do all of that just to be, you know, commenting on Instagram Fake fighting. Yeah. Loser. Loser. Talk the talk, walk the walk. So true.
1: Are you ready for our fifth and final story? A little space news? Perhaps, yes,
0: Virgin Galactica.
1: Yeah, you guys, this was a big weekend for space travel. For billionaires. Billionaire Richard Branson soars to space aboard the Virgin Galactic flight. British billionaire Richard Branson on Sunday soared more than 50 miles above the New Mexico desert aboard his Virgin Galactic rocket plane and safely returned in the vehicle's first fully crewed test flight to a space, a symbolic milestone for a venture he started 17 years ago.
0: Yeah, it was really cool, honestly. Like, I don't really know what the point of the mission was because they just, like, floated, right? and then It's came just, back like, down? recreational space travel. Right. Is he back down now?
1: He's back down, yeah. It was just, like, a quick flight, like, you know, an amusement park. You know, you go up, you come down. And I think that's going to become a trend. Yeah, me too. Je- we just were talking Jeff about... Bezos, I think, is going today.
0: Shut up. Yeah, He's one day late. T- it's today or tomorrow that is his flight. That's crazy. And so, like, these billionaires are just, like, spending money on chilling in space. Not even chilling. Just, like, seeing it feeling the zero gravity and then well I saw a video of um when they actually got up there and all the people in the spaceship like took off their seat belts because they were experiencing no gravity and it was like so cool and like Richard Branson was making this like weird speech and didn't get out of his seat so I wonder if he actually did eventually unbuckle his seat because the content that I saw he was still sitting and like what's the point in going to space if you're not going to float
1: that's so interesting he got I up there next time he has to work his way up he got know? up there and
0: he was like to all the kids watching and it's like no. Like, no, he no, was really like, trying you're to make not it. Neil
1: Armstrong. Like, yeah. you paid for this.
0: Like... Yeah, 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 Exactly. He was really trying to make it like this inspirational historic moment for billionaires. And like, I don't know, I just like wasn't feeling the emotion behind no. it. Because it's like, you didn't, me, like you didn't like become an astronaut. You just and by the way, he's incredibly impressive and successful in all the things that he did, but he didn't like, you know, become an astronaut by trade. Like he just bought a ticket. Sort of like out right? of <laughs> <laughs> <gasps> you're so right.
1: Yeah, but like Addison Ray made a joke about herself, like instead of being like to all the kids who thought you could never. be like, a
0: journalist. <laughs> so, no, it's true. No, I guess.
1: And also like. Oh, I, you're right. Now what he did know. is not inspirational. It's just really cool that like. Sick. It's setting like, and for Jeff Bezos too. And like eventually like if you have enough money, like you can pay to go to space. Like that's cool. That's not
0: inspiring. And I also want to say in this life, no matter how much money I ever have. <laughs> You can count on me to stay firmly on the ground. I have literally no interest. First of all, imagine how hot it is in that little container and there's fire coming out the back. Oh my God, I'd be sweating my ass off. No, I'm sure
1: they have like crazy AC.
0: I don't think so at all.
1: I think so. I don't
0: think that's a priority.
1: I think it is. I think like astronaut like... Well, they're not astronauts again. Travelers like, like space phys- travelers. The space travelers like physical comfort is a priority. Oh, you think? Okay, like, they have spacesuits. Like it's. I mean, literally, they're going to the moon. They can put an AC system. No, Look but in like, our studio.
0: I personally, um, just like run really warm, and so I just feel like the the standard air conditioning on whatever aircraft I might board would just not be enough for me. And so for that reason, I would say no. Also, the seats look very small. Is there a bathroom? Can I have a drink or a snack? Like, I just don't think that space travel is for me, but that means there's more seats open for other billionaires. Yeah, that's true. I
1: don't think space travel is for you either. You know, Richard Branson's actually, like, a cool guy, you know? Yeah. I
0: feel like he's a lot of people's like idols
1: and he's also the first shark to go to space <gasps> and I feel like not enough
0: people are talking about that. that is well first guest shark to go to space but he
1: when you're a guest shark
0: you are one of the sharks you know when I was in the British Virgin Islands which I've always been confused about Virgin Company and then like the British Virgin Islands because like Richard Branson owns like multiple islands in but, the British Virgin Islands like are they named the British Virgin Islands because of Richard virgin branson like i i didn't understand that you know that's a really good question And I, I think there's literally no affiliation whatsoever but he just like he owns multiple islands like i'm just there's confused gotta
1: be they're virgin islands owned by richard branson but
0: there's also the u.s virgin islands so like maybe he took virgin for his brand from the islands but then he's also okay so i went to virgin gorda which is one of the british virgin islands and i was in a cab and the guy was telling me about how, like, the island was completely ravaged by a hurricane, like, years ago. Mm-hmm. And they got, like, no aid. And, like, literally Richard Branson paid for all the schools to be rebuilt. Like, he came, he rides his bike around the island. And, like, he didn't want any recognition for it. Like, so he really cares about the Virgin Islands. Don't you think he would, like, care because they're, like, his? Like, I don't get it.
1: Yeah. There has to be a connection. It's yeah. Just I've ch- always wondered. Unless he's just obsessed with virgins.
0: No, I, no I'm telling you, I, I th- I, I th- there's no there's no correlation but like i've always thought that someone out there knows and you're going to let us know i just
1: feel like there is a correlation now
0: he has three islands he's in, got his one that necker, necker, necker mosquito, mosquito. And yes i've actually been to mosquito um <clears throat> and what was the third one make peace okay so he doesn't in the british virgin but they're yeah so they're in the british virgin islands like it's very confusing that is really confusing i'm sorry that we
1: don't have answers for you just yet
0: it's disgusting like The lack of research at this show.
1: Show is this. Anyways, um, would you go to space? You know, I'm not into heights.
0: Yeah. Why would you test God like that? So,
1: and I like Earth. I really do. I'm happy here for the most part. So I don't know. I don't know what's out there for me.
0: Yeah. I wouldn't say I'm like so happy here on Earth, but I don't think I would be happier in space. I don't think I'd
1: be happier on Mars. It's
0: very hot. Definitely not. Maybe Pluto. We're both like misunderstood. The moon for sure. The moon's cute. Do you know what year we went to the moon? In 1969. 1969, Not 1968, but but the the year after. after. Such a good song.
1: Need a remix. Informative too. So no, I don't think I'll be going to space anytime soon. But I guess that's like what happens when you've conquered the world. You literally need to go find a new one.
0: I just feel like we still have like, like tons of problems here on Earth that I think we should focus our energy and finances on.
1: For me personally, like... I'm just not done. Like, I haven't... I feel feel like I've barely scratched the surface of Earth.
0: Yeah, and don't get me wrong. Like, I think space research and exploration is such an important part of our existence. Like, NASA... I just don't think it's on, like, the private citizen billionaires. Like, it's our job. Like to figure that out like leave it up to then but then like what about elon musk he works with nasa correct
1: spacex does work with nasa but like that is a private citizen billionaire like really making waves in space travel
0: yeah i guess what i'm trying to say here is my opinion on certain things just depends on who's involved just
1: depends on who we're talking
0: about and as long as i'm open about that i feel like i can't be really blamed i would say
1: elon musk is everything's positive jeff bezos everything's negative richard branson neutral
0: no i agree and richard branson's also british and I think that's important because, like, we have, like, our own weird things in America, like, everyone, like, like different social issues. And I don't really feel like that applies in Britain. Maybe I'm wrong. No, I mean, people were upset that that's what he used his, like, billions oh, for. Oh, really? It. Yeah, I But saw, I feel like he's but, also very philanthropic. But
1: also, like, whenever anything happens, anything, just could be Theo chewing on this bone, like, people will be upset about yeah. it. So I don't know
0: how, what percentage of people are... Upset? Yeah, I guess, like, when anything happens, you can expect a 15% backlash. And if it's anything more than that, then it's something to respond to.
1: I mean, no, I feel like when anything happens, you can expect, like, even, like, 0.001% backlash. But if you want to focus on that, sure. Yeah. It, but it also could be 99%. So I don't know what percent of his space travel was backlash.
0: I hadn't seen the backlash, but um I, I think space exploration is fabulous. I don't but know if I was going to say, they
1: didn't explore That's anything. what I was going
0: to say. I don't know if I would categorize this particular adventure... As space exploration. But But again, it's like if I had a billion dollars and I wanted to explore the inside of your butthole, like let me do that, you know?
1: You don't need a billion to do that.
0: Yes, I do. Because I would have to shrink us all down. That's how much
1: you would have to pay me to get in there.
0: (laughs) Okay, fine. But I would also need the technology to shrink my spaceship and myself down to like literal the size of a They
1: already an have ant. that technology for colonoscopies. So you could actually see inside of my asshole probably like for free with insurance.
0: No, but I would want to go in myself as an explorer like <laughs> Richard Branson did. So
1: I think instead of making
0: you smaller, we need to make me bigger. Oh yeah, we'll give you the biggest asshole this world has <laughs> ever seen. How does that sound?
1: I'm good. Okay, me I'm too. I'm really good.
0: So all in all, those were the Fast Five stories. Lots of things going on in the world and... The Earth, no, the solar system. Yes, and the orbits, the planetarium. Yeah. Um. All right, let's dive into the TV recap because I have so much to say about Real Housewives of Potomac. Probably as much as you have to say about Gossip Girl.
1: No, I have so much to say about Potomac too, and I need to just
0: get it out before like mm-hmm. I forget. And today's TV recap segment is brought to you by BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness, or is preventing you from you from achieving your goals? I know for me, I have you know crippling self doubt, lots of anxiety. Uh, getting season- older Seasonal depression So true Um, uh, so that's to my- pile No on. Yeah <laughs> please BetterHelp will assess your needs And match you with your own Licensed professional therapist Where you can start communicating In under 48 hours BetterHelp is not a crisis line It is professional counseling Done securely online The service is available For clients worldwide Where you can log into your account Anytime And send a message To your counselor You'll get timely And thoughtful responses Plus you can schedule Weekly video or phone sessions So you won't ever have to sit In an uncomfortable waiting room As you do with traditional therapy BetterHelp is committed to physical facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit betterhelp.com toast. That's betterhelp.com slash toast. Join the over a million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. The podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and if you want that 10% off your first month, go to betterhelp.com toast. Thank you for that. All right, let's start with The Real Housewives of Potomac because it's just like bursting out of me. The ladies are back. Monique is gone. Unfortunately, Candace is not. And we have Mia. And I just have to say, I think first episodes are usually kind of boring because everyone's just kind of like getting their bearings. There's very rarely a fight. There was a fight and it was so layered. I was shocked. Here's why. And you know, I don't like Wendy. Yeah. That's just a fact. I just wanted to put that in there. (laughs) (laughs) Um please what was the fight like what was outbreaking between Giselle and Karen and the most shocking thing Wendy inviting everyone over to her house to basically show off her breasts talk about her plastic surgery nude interlude and then had a a cake with boobs cupcakes literally wore a sexy dress told made an announcement that was three hours long about my boobs 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 boobs, plastic surgery I I was living for my kids I was breastfeeding all day pumping all day three hours what else did you get done what else have you had done? Like, no, like,
1: literally, I am all about, like, whatever you want to get done, you don't have to tell anyone.
0: Same. But if you're going to make me
1: drive two hours to celebrate your new plastic surgery, I want to hear everything you got. And by the way, no, no, she, no, I don't want, I need to. What are, what are we doing there? She looks interlude.
0: she looks amazing. Unbelievable. She definitely got some sort of, like, tummy tuck, because they showed the, they showed them playing with her stomach. Yeah. I think she got some, she definitely got like fillers and stuff. I think she also might have done a nose job. Whatever it is, she's never looked better. I was literally like gonna write down that doctor's name and drive to Potomac. Literally safe. She looks unbelievable. And so, like, wouldn't you wanna share that? And it's like, all right. I guess you want to maybe say like, all right, I naturally look this way. But then you wouldn't have a whole party about your boobs. So she was just being really weird and like hypocritical in inviting the women in to talk about plastic surgery and then like not sharing the full story and getting offended when Mia was like, what else have you had done? And then she's like, well, what else have you had done? And Mia's response. No, and not even, she said, what else have you had done? Because you look like you've had one. So rude to a new person who's in your home, who's literally just asking a very fair question when you're having a plastic surgery party. Right. Such a rude response. Mia had the best answer. She just started listening off everything she's ever had done which is a lot she had her clip done like I just loved her honesty because if you're going to ask a question like that you have to be prepared to answer it yourself agreed I just have to say
1: so far I know it's only episode one I really like Mia I'm sorry I laughed at her tagline I take it back me too glad she's there a friend for Karen like someone an ally and also like she seems like a great woman she has her stuff together sure of herself confident like we'd love to see it and also like we just need more people on team karen ashley
0: a hundred percent we need, and also with interesting backgrounds like her husband's 30 years older than her she has grandkids but she's 32 it's just it's so interesting 36 whatever and like people's live life choices even though they're not my life choices i find them fascinating like, yeah and i thought a lot of the women were being like a little judgmental but maybe that was just like the editing because they didn't say anything they were just like making faces um but giselle's just gonna hate anyone who comes in with karen and honestly. And Giselle, like, really is rude to everyone who comes in, period. Period. Literally, the hypocrisy that is Giselle is so frustrating. She refuses to acknowledge Karen because Karen was talking about Jamal's infidelity at the reunion. Basically, Giselle s- feels like that is an affront to her family, to her kids, disrespect. And while that that could potentially be true, has Giselle been blind to what she's been doing to every single housewife since Giselle is the bone collector? She exposes things going on in people's family. She was the one who brought up the rumors last season that Monique's kid wasn't Chris's right. dad. Like She has literally exposed things going on in people's personal lives, their families, their husbands, their kids. And, and now she's a t- story of the century and you're mad at
1: someone for bringing it up. Also, it's she insane. brings up like unverified rumors, like conspiracy theories about her castmates because she thinks that that the Jamal story was everywhere. Like it wasn't just like, oh, I Potomac. heard this. It's fact. Yeah. So I, her to for her to be so upset at Karen, like she really can't even see her own self. And it looks like later in the season, she brings up some unverified rumors about Eddie. And, and it's just like. The, you that is you what, what would you I would want to see the energy Giselle brings to what Giselle and Jamal have going on if it were
0: someone else exactly and honestly I believe it's Wendy who says to Giselle I'm not sure if it's pointed to Giselle you had turned out to be everything yes. everyone said you were and it has to be to Giselle because, 100% and I just want to let you know like that will be the redeeming moment for me and Wendy. I felt the same way
1: like I actually you have like, to learn no, I, even, even in just watching that preview like it made me
0: like Wendy more in this episode because it's the perfect thing to say and you know of course Wendy's new to the group she's not going to come in and just like hate Giselle because of what people said about her a nice person would give Giselle the benefit of the doubt until they've wronged her and it appears that Giselle does I hope that's it has to be pointed towards Giselle
1: I agree I'm so excited for that um Giselle and Candace like having fruit and mimosas like I've never seen anything more fake in my life like even when Giselle was just, like, touring her house, just, like, everything was just... Like, there's no genuine friendship. Friendship. They are like, united in hatred against Monique and Karen. And then they were juxtaposing, like, the scene of Giselle and Candace, like, talking shit about Karen and and Ray with Karen and Ray in their home. And they've literally never looked happier, like, laughing so much, just, like, having such a good time. And it's, like,
0: Giselle is so bitter. So bitter. And also, like, she just... You know what I really don't like. One of my least favorite things when people do, like in in friendships, is I open up to you about something that's going on in my life, whether it's something I'm vulnerable about in my my marriage and when we're in a bad place you throw that back at me so last season Karen was very open about like her and Ray sexually like just we're not connecting and twice this episode she's like your husband dick is broke like it's so disrespectful to throw the thing that Karen was like open and vulnerable about and
1: Giselle's new thing this season which is just like so corny she's like I'm gonna bring out all the truths like she said to Candace and then like she literally repeated at the table and it's like that's not that strong of a line that like is worth repeating whatever Um, and everything that she's saying are all things that like Karen has been pretty open about so it's like what truth did you uncover
0: Yeah, nothing. We knew that she was broke. All right, I I, I don't know if I knew that she struggled with the alcohol, but like again, well, no, does not make you a bad person? She, like,
1: when she got drunk last season and told them all these things that she wouldn't have, and then she uh, she really stopped drinking, and then they were like mad at her for not drinking at every occasion. Like, you, there's like. No, no,
0: there, there's nothing there. There's being struggling with alcohol doesn't make you a bad person. It makes you just human. Right, like they, something about cheating. They had already said that about Karen. Yeah, a few nothing seasons that ago. she was like. I, no- I'm like, oh, okay. What are you finally going to say? Apparently, you've been holding. Which, by the way, Giselle and Karen have been a- hating each other for so long. There's no way that this is her breaking point. Like she's had all these things she's been sitting on and protecting Karen from because she has hated Karen for so long. She would have thrown if there was an actual big ass secret. She would have thrown it out there years ago. Yeah. She has no self control when it comes to gossip.
1: Karen is just everything she was looking amazing I just like I need this season to provide justice and I guess at the end of the day it is justice for Monique and everything that happened last season but it's justice team Monique Karen Karen, and Ashley and Ashley is just so cute and so pregnant I know I'm like she was obviously not going to get involved in a lot but I look forward to when she
0: comes back yeah with Ashley especially like with some of the home stuff it's just like I don't like Michael and I find their scenes to be, like, annoying because there's just, like, always so much drama. So it's like, he's such a great dad, but it's like, he was also, like, running around with strippers when you were pregnant. Like, it's frustrating, but there is... And I was watching the reunion from last season. It aired right before. There is something admirable about the way, literally, Ashley will defend her husband even when he's so guilty. You know what I mean? Like, that's a true marriage. (laughs) Like, no. Like, literally so fiercely believes in him and believes him to be a good person and will literally go down for him. It's shocking. Yeah, I think a
1: lot of things. First of all, it's crazy how every season, like, Michael Darby does something so fucking crazy. It's like, how is he going to come back from this? And then the next season, I just, like, I, like, forget what happened with him. He
0: needs to just seriously stay off the show.
1: No, I know he can't. But I think for Ashley, like, and I feel like she kind of says this at some point, like, she knows what her marriage is. Like, she is in it like for the things that make her happy like she has her kids like I think that they just have a different sort of relationship and she's not trying to make it something that it isn't right and she's happy with that
0: it's like a different approach to marriage
1: a hundred percent
0: yeah I agree um I do like I like I do wish justice for her as well like I'm hoping and I don't know where the where do are we unique in taking the sides of the minority or does everyone feel like Monique was kind of wronged and bravo choosing like candace and giselle as like the, the like I, do, does, do people agree with us i don't know i used to sometimes
1: like look at twitter um after each episode i didn't do that last night so i don't know where people stand yes.
0: that mm-hmm. were unique or no, no people, people agree with us
1: justice for monique
0: like 50-50. okay 50-50. okay 50 okay. 50 yeah because like i don't know how you could side like robin dixon even though I have to say, I've actually never related more to Robin Dixon when she was talking about how, like, she just shut the fuck down in COVID. Like, she doesn't get out of bed. Like, I don't even have kids, and I did that. And, like, I can imagine how overwhelming it must have been. So I actually found her, oddly, uh, I I found myself having empathy for her, because that is actually a very real thing. I felt the exact same thing.
1: Um, It's a very real thing. I think later in the season, it becomes more of a problem concerning. And I think that sometimes that can be a red flag when, like, someone can't get out of bed, doesn't want to get out of bed. It's the first
0: sign of depression.
1: Yes, and so although we have our our, ish- heart on her. our issues with Robin, um, I found that to be very relatable as well.
0: And in the preview, now I don't know if this actually happens, they do make it seem like there be- is a break between Giselle and Robin, which would really throw this entire season flew a loop, I don't know the phrase, "through a loop, do la peep, <laughs> like... It's a TikTok joke. Um, That would be like a a groundbreaking shift that would give, I think, like the next couple seasons of Potomac some of their best yet.
1: I agree. And also it looks like in the previews that Mia has issues
0: with Candace. Yes, which everyone has issues with Candace. So that was not shocking. I'm just
1: looking forward to that. Um, I was really not looking forward to watching last night because I was I'm just I'm still upset I'm still upset and I like, know. even when they were flashing back to previews and I remember like I think it was around um Christmas time that those episodes aired and like we watched a reunion it was together and it was just so upsetting and like I really didn't want to watch a show because like the outcome was not one in that I thought was fair yeah but now I feel excited once yeah. more because I do feel like there is a path to justice
0: no I know and like we're actually living it's a great time of year like Beverly Hills and I, I was actually thinking about this last night so much has changed in the Bravo universe in these last couple of years I would say that the best two Real Housewives franchises are Beverly Hills and Potomac and they're both on right now yeah so it's a good time it is a good time to be a Bravo fan we went through some dark times like we were watching OC in New York at the same time like we deserve justice you know yeah, justice for us and Dallas no offense like it's a good time
1: yeah and I just I'm, I can't tell you how excited I am for like the next seasons of Real Housewives and I actually feel like. These have been some of the worst seasons because of like all the COVID COVID. stuff and like just to like watch these dinner parties with the mask and like I just I'm so past it. But
0: also some franchises have deep rooted casting problems that are not going to be solved because of COVID
1: oh yes yes but even the best of shows like it's just like it's every obviously no, Atlanta just, wasn't like, great this season. everything's being held back because of COVID yes. and, and now like we're living in a post-pandemic world and we're watching pandemic shit and like, yes that I really it's bothersome yes but we're gonna push forward yes but I just want to say like it's really annoying
0: a hundred percent especially
1: because like tonight or tomorrow night on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills like I'm pretty sure they get COVID yes
0: when we were having so much momentum, like with yeah, Erica. so much momentum. Yeah. No, it's so true. Um, but Potomac, I, I, I agree. Like, I have a lot of high hopes for. Yes. All right, let's talk about Gossip Girl. Let's. First season of the re- – first episode of the reboot dropped on HBO Max. I do want to preface by saying I don't really think I've ever watched a reboot.
1: No, I feel like we talk about them all the time, but I've never, like, actually done it.
0: I had seen, like, a little bit of Fuller House because I was, like, curious, but that doesn't really count. Like, so I, I don't think I – generally even like reboots I just want to say that because I did not like this no I
1: did not like this but I didn't I thought I wasn't gonna like it based on just like the previews but I wound up not liking it just for other reasons not why I thought I wasn't gonna
0: like it. let's start with the positives okay I do think that the the group of cool kids is cast very well I think that that girl Zoya the younger sister is like the prettiest girl I've ever seen in my life the boys are handsome I love that it's a diverse cast. I actually think they did great on the casting. And the, the social scene of New York, like Dumbo House is obviously Dumbo Hall. They, yes, they, why
1: are these Upper East Side kids going to Dumbo?
0: Because Dumbo, like the cool kids are like Brooklyn. Like that, that actually is I guess it also might accurate with it is
1: like, I don't know what the Upper East Side High School or 16-year-olds are doing today. I really don't. So I don't know, like, if... I think they could be going to Dumbo House, for sure. Okay, like, don't you have to be 21 to be a member, like... Oh, true, but, like, (laughs) I guess the the vibe is, like,
0: they're too rich and powerful, they don't need IDs. Like, I guess.
1: Okay, cool. I agree the casting is on point. There are some people who are early favorites. I don't know if I'm gonna keep watching, so I don't know if they're, like, gonna be also my last favorites as well. Um, But the casting was good. What made... The original show. So many thoughts. Okay. What made the original show so good. Were I think a number of things. Like obviously the story and whatnot. But the fashion. The music. And the New York elements. And I feel like this reboot did not have those things. I feel like the fashion was fine, but they're not setting any new trends. Some of what they were wearing, it's like no one would fucking wear that. Yeah, Like when Gossip Girl first came out, like everybody started to dress like that. Yes. And I feel like, I don't, like I said, I don't know what 16 year olds on the Upper East Side are wearing these days, but I do feel like it's more akin to like what we see on TikTok yes. than what we saw on like, Gossip Girl.
0: Like those big jeans. And, yeah, and like, yeah. the Top dino tops. stompers. Yeah. And like,
1: I just, I don't feel like they nailed it on the fashion. Like there are some cute fashion moments, moments but overall, like, the they, orange don't, dress. they don't have, like, a vibe. The orange dress was cute. But, like, m- even that blonde girl, what she wore to Dumbo House is literally, like, what a 4 year old <laughs> woman would wear to a conference. Yeah, no, you're right. And it's just, like, no, she's probably
0: 15 in the show. Like, she's not wearing a dress below her knees and pumps. Yeah, no. And I guess this is a problem with the original Gossip Girl, too. They're juniors in high school. And don't get me wrong. Kids who grow up in the city grow go up to fast. private school, have enormous wealth. They grow up fast. Not that fast. Like, no. it's not that crazy.
1: No. But it's a, it's a but cheesy it actually, show. Actually, it is. Like, they go to clubs and they really act like they are 21-year-old adults. I guess. But they don't dress like that. No. So I felt like the fashion, which was, like, literally probably one of the most important tenets of the original show, was not there. Not yet. Two, the music I did not think was good either. There was nothing from the show I wanted to Shazam. Like, all the songs were just, like, so... Elevator music. Exactly. Elevator music. And three, New York, we literally got, like, nothing. We got the Mets. And I know they filmed during COVID, but, like, I'm sorry, that's not an excuse. If you want to bring back an amazing show 10 years later, then then maybe you should wait until you can film the city. I agree. There was no New York
0: fabulousness. None. Also... Okay. Okay, and then, oh, wait. Let's talk about the plot.
1: Can I just say one more thing? Because Snitch said this, and I actually totally agreed with her. If this was a show, and I think she probably saw saw this, like, take on TikTok. If this was a show that was not a reboot, and it was just, like, this show, period, called New York City Prep, whatever. It would be better than the fact that it is. There's a legacy. That it would be better than it being a gossip girl reboot because you're always going to compare it to the original and it's just not as good. And
0: it's not fair. And
1: like, it should it should just be called something else.
0: Yes, because I do have to say I one pro is I actually do like how they regard the original Gossip Girl. They like, yeah Nate Archibald went here. It's like a funny unique way, but most kids actually today like don't haven't even seen Gossip Girl. So like I do think it was a nice homage and a good way of like addressing the elephant in the room. But the show completely lost me like when when they made the horrendous choice (laughs) to make those four losery ass teachers gossip girl you're telling me you are gonna sit here and tell me in my face that these four grown ass adults went to college grad school probably got their master's in education worked their way up to one of the best private schools in manhattan just to start a blog is that what you're telling me that's what they're telling you There's no fucking way. First of all, so inappropriate teacher-like conduct Um, standing outside the window while the girl is changing, taking a picture of her. Like, are
1: you fucking serious? It wasn't until I could get behind the teacher element. Like the kids make their lives miserable and like these are just like some pressed teachers and they want to get back at them. But once... That that
0: wasn't even the premise that they wanted to get get back. They wanted to steer them in the righteous direction. That's not going to do that. But once the grown man... took the peeping Tom photo
1: of Thomasina the freshman I'm gonna say 14 year old in her bra and underwear that was where you lost me
0: yeah and so I didn't like honestly I think the premise of knowing who Gossip Girl was like does add another element but like the fact that it was the teachers like I was like this show is is a joke they're not taking the legacy of Gossip Girl seriously like this is disgusting also
1: I agree completely Agreed. Nothing more to say about the teachers
0: because I'm just shocking. It's so go. upsetting.
1: What also was Wait, sorry, can
0: I say one more thing about the teachers? Yeah. Okay, so at the end of the episode, they're like they hark back to the first minute when, you know, um, Julian, I think her name is, knocks the coffee out of the teach the blonde teachers. Um Tavi, Tavi Gevinson. I sent you that. Who is
1: that? She is like a blogger, a kid blogger back in the day, and I thought she looked familiar, but also she like also looks like Scarlett Johansson. She talks like her.
0: I never heard of her.
1: Okay. I sent... It to yeah, I know. Was, I remember. I she was just like a fashion kid.
0: Okay, whatever. So she spills coffee on the teacher in the first episode and is so mean to her. Well, I Julian think,
1: wasn't so mean to her. It was the other girls. Oh,
0: was she? Right? Because Julian really wasn't mean to anyone. Right, so then I was like, is Julian supposed to be mean? Because when that scene when she embraced her sister in the bathroom, I was like, so cute. I couldn't get a read on anything. The show was very... What the fuck? Did she airdrop to everyone at the fashion show? No, okay. They never showed us. Literally the show had so many continuity issues. I was like, "What? It was so no. it was her plan and then it was her plan and then she co- this is, or suppl- what the fuck happened?" This was my next comment, which was like the original
1: gossip girl. The scheming was so on point. And in the first major scheme of the episode, I couldn't even Follow. tell you what happened. What so did she airdrop? I think a picture of Thomas Geordi's penis. Who? Max, I think his name is. But I know him because he's from Descendants. Whose penis? Is that her boyfriend? No, the, the guy who's doing drugs the whole time. And having a That's like them? the Chuck Bass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What That's, would that have to do with... Who used to date Dove Cameron? He's from Descendants.
0: Oh, cute. What would that have to do with the sisters?
1: Okay, so I guess... Like, this is me really trying to, like, play devil's advocate and try and understand what happened. And how do you know it was a penis shot? Because she was, like, unbuttoning his pants, styling him for the shot. Oh! <gasps> Oh I, oh, so oh, oh! I think she took a picture of his penis I think she airdropped it to everyone in the room From Zoya's phone From Zoya's phone I guess she airdropped it to the security guards too <laughs> <laughs> Because they kicked her out for airdropping a picture of a penis They never said that you couldn't do that And then Julian was supposed to from her perch on the runway Say leave her And the security guards would listen to the model right. Even though they were escorting her Because she broke this penis rule
0: so I guess like the, the scheme was supposed to be like Zoya tried to ruin her sister's moment at the fashion show but instead got kicked out embarrassingly.
1: Yeah. So that's... The worst scheme. My biggest issue. Like it's the first episode, like there are schemes aplenty. Yeah. And that's what you came up with. Like Blair Waldorf is rolling over in her grave. Also, the script, trash. One-liners, the, in, the insults in the original Gossip Girl, like the Blair-isms, like iconic.
0: Nothing, nothing. I needed to see more wealth as well. Like, we saw the entryway to all of their homes. Like, show me the house. Yeah. Show me the house. Where do they live? Uptown, downtown, townhouse, penthouse? Like, there show was me. nothing.
1: There was no New York. There was no real estate. Yeah.
0: There was nothing. Also, one final thought that I had, which I'm just forgetting. Give me one second.
1: Take your time.
0: Oh, fuck. I can't remember.
1: No, you'll remember.
0: It was, um, mm hmm.
1: The teachers
0: again. It's always the teachers. I can't remember. It was just like I really did want to like it, but maybe it's because COVID. But it just should have been way better.
1: It was just really not good for how much time, energy, resources, etc. Like marketing. Every time I watch an Instagram story, the next one is for Gossip Girl. Like it's everywhere, and it's just like not that strong. And I feel like if you want to bring back an iconic show. It has to be all of those things, and it really missed the mark on so many.
0: But I really thought it was going to be, like, that show, because the, there's been so much marketing for it, like, such a big push. I'm like, oh, this is going to be, like, the HBO Max, like, thing. It's going to be huge. Yeah. And just, like, wasn't.
1: It's already been renewed for season two.
0: I'm probably not going to make it there, but that, but again, maybe I just don't like reboots.
1: I don't like reboots. I also don't like, you know, 15-year-old drama, so yeah. I maybe we're just too old for it, but, I, like, I don't, I don't think it was – beloved by by most i was looking on twitter i was sending you like some of the funniest it was tweets. so funny the memes. <laughs> Such funny because it was
0: just like so outlandish yeah and
1: the teacher was like it's just unacceptable there there could have been a way to get a photo where you weren't taking a picture of an underage girl in her like underwear like somebody
0: like a, sent it as a tip somebody sent it as a tip or like they were just in the window like talking closely to each other not taking their clothes off right and so they were leaving dumbo house and he lived right around the corner but they all apparently live on the upper east side but not him okay
1: yeah, because the Brooklyn Bridge was in the background.
0: And ask me if I followed anything that was going on with the rest of the group, like the blonde girl and her boyfriend, like, thinking about the other guy. They're both in love with Chuck Bass. Like, I couldn't remember anyone's name. I'm sorry. Is that, am I following that correctly? Like, they're, like, in a loveless relationship because they're both in love with that other guy? And they're I think obviously so. going to end I, up having a
1: threesome? I think that they should be a
0: throuple. Yeah.
1: I don't know. And something's different. Like, everything was just, like, so implied. And we're like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like,
0: and also, they didn't introduce us to anyone. Like, we were just supposed to follow along who everyone is, where they're from, what their name is. Like, I got no introduction to anyone. Like, we showed the blonde girl fucking her boyfriend. I'm like, well, are they in a relationship? Or are they having, like, a secret affair? They gave us nothing. There, yeah. there was no narrator.
1: Yeah. Well, there was eventually. but It was just not good. It was not good. I'm, I'm really sorry. It's a mess.
0: Yeah. But it's, I, it's, I, there might be potential. It needs work, though.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, they need, like, new writers and
0: um, things.
1: But also, the original was so good because it was based on the books, which were bestsellers for a reason. Yeah. Like, there's just no plot There's no here. more story
0: because the books are over.
1: Yeah. It was an like, easy show
0: to make because it was already written. Yeah, and, like, so. But Cecily von Ziegler is just rolling in it. I like, know.
1: It did make me re- want to rewatch the original Gossip Girl.
0: I have not done that.
1: I did it, like, I think in college. Yeah. I don't even know if it was over yet. Definitely not. But it was just so good. So maybe I'll do that. But like I can't this is my thing with like watching tv like i get so sucked in like last night i was up like way later than i should have been because i needed to finish medici and like i need to go to the next episode and it's like addicting yeah of course And you have to break the cycle you do so i don't know that i want to get engrossed in another television show i won't leave my room for like four
0: days that sounds amazing no
1: it's not amazing it does it not feel good it does i know because this weekend i was so excited because i was like i'm gonna sleep in i'm just gonna i haven't had like a weekend like that we where were supposed
0: I, to get our patreon vlog up
1: right but then we like didn't have the we never airdropped it to each other that is coming soon it's sorry. coming today really sorry we felt really bad about it yeah it was hundred
0: percent like our fault we
1: were like facetiming both having pits like
0: yeah because like i have some of the videos on my phone jackie has some of them on her phone like we can't send them because they're too big so we have to be together to airdrop them and we weren't together all weekend like right we're really I was, sorry like, sucked
1: in by my television right and it's
0: basically the television's hall. no it's
1: just it's really toxic like sure there's a lot of entertaining content but it's really hard to wean yourself off yeah and i spent most of the weekend just like watching tv and like i did not feel good I actually felt b- quite bad.
0: I I hear you. I can't really relate to that particular sentiment, but I I have a lot of empathy for what you're going through.
1: <laughs> no, now I, I've broken the cycle because I got here today. Okay, that's so good. Um, but I do need to watch the third season of
0: Medici. So I, who knows? Girl's got to do what she's got to do.
1: And now but that just means
0: we're gonna have a really robust TV recap segment. Also, I don't want to do like a whole Love Island recap because I want you to catch up. But um, it was getting a little slow. I'm not gonna lie. But last night's episode was two hours. It was actually pretty good. Like because there was a recoupling ceremony. Did things like pop off? Yes. So they had a challenge. Can I tell you what happened? Sure. I don't care. Okay.
1: So, I'll just I'll skip the episode. So the I, new girl came. I've watched everything except last night. New girl came and she and took me. out Josh.
0: She took out. I saw, yes, that, saw that. And it looked like they
1: were hitting it off. Yeah. And I but I then really- she got
0: two more dates. And she asked Jeremy out. And Jeremy was also, like, having a lot of cold feet expressing to the women, to the men. He was saying one thing to the men and Trina was saying something else to the women. Yes, so, like, it made Trina look so sad and desperate, but he really did not communicate. They went on a date and he was like, I'm happy with where we are. And then he goes home and says, like, I told her. And she had a completely different experience. He was gaslighting her for sure. And she was heartbroken when he ended it with her. And he ended it with her at the same time he was like starting to vibe with Amy and she got a date and she took him. And Trina Trina was just like left in the dust. So in the recoupling ceremony, like she just chose Corey who like no one has spoken to because she had no one else to talk to. And she thinks like maybe there could be something there. She's also like having regrets about Cinco as she should because Cinco is the best guy on the show. I love him. He's honestly, I was thinking like, if I was on the show, I would go for Cinco. He's so sweet. He's not a player. He chose Cachet, and he was like, we really built a friendship. And, like, every night now, they're making out, and they're actually really cute. And, like, they had to do this challenge where, like, they would, like, do a sexy walk on the beach and then, like, pick a girl to kiss. And they had, like, the cute, he was, walk was so cute. They had the cutest kiss. Like, Ka- Trina is living a life of regret because Cachet is living the life that she thinks she should yeah. have. And it's really hard for her, so she just chose Corey, like, in a moment of desperation. Amy went on the date with Jeremy, really vibed, and then Amy got another date and chose Will The new um, Colombian guy. And so he was told Kira, Kira is like so fragile. She's so fragile. He told Kira, he was like, I'm going to go. Like, I want to like, you know, be open. And she was devastated. He went on the date. They like vibed really well. He came back and he told her like, you know, I'm going to explore it with her and with you, you know. And she was unwell, like so frazzled. Then, like later that night, he just went back and was like, "I'm sorry. Actually, I changed my mind. Like, I want to stick with you." And she was like happy about it, but like now, like a little, you know, on edge. So basically, that really left Amy with Jeremy. I don't know if she would have chosen Will, but Amy and Jeremy were cute. But like, it leaves. And I was like, I don't know how to feel because I love Trina, I love Jeremy, and I loved them as a couple. And I don't know if I love Jeremy with this girl. Like, it's I don't know if she's the one for him. Like, I I had a lot of like love for him and Trina. So in the recoupling ceremony. Trina chose Corey. Corey. Uh, that girl, Olivia, who's like stuck in a love triangle with two nobodies, chose the one that she was already with, Giovanni. Okay. Um, in the challenge... Oh, okay, wait, sorry. So when they got back from the hot tub date, Amy and Josh... Shannon, I mean, she might have been drunk, but she was just, like, pissed. And so she was they, being— I don't think they can get that drunk. I don't think they get
1: that much alcohol. I was thinking the same thing. Because with CBS, they they give you a limited amount.
0: So she was just being irrational. She was, like, obviously jealous. And I thought that actually would have made Josh, like, happy because he likes her so much more than she likes him. Yeah. She's finally showing, like, she cares. And he was, like, this is a red flag. Like, you're acting crazy. So the next morning, she was, like, I'm sorry. I was just, like, jealous. I'm really happy with where we are. And he was, like, it's fine. It was just, like, a red flag, like, a little bit of a turnoff. But they,
1: they made up. Honestly, Shannon deserves that. Like, she was so rude to him and about him the first night. I don't know what changed for her, but she did not appreciate him. And I actually, like, don't <laughs> like
0: her. Oh, well, I like her. But wait, listen. <laughs> then in the challenge, they all do their sexy walks. He, Josh, does a sexy walk and pulls Amy to kiss. But he, like, threw his hat to, jo- to Shannon when he was, like, taking off his sexy outfit. And, like, and so everyone, obviously, like, she, like, stepped forward for the kiss. And he went in for Amy and it was honestly so awkward and she was furious. And then it was like, girls, you're in charge of the recoupling session. So he was like awful clamp He made the worst mistake ever. It was like the morning of the recoupling matching yeah. ceremony. And he's dissing the only girl he has a chance with. Right. And she was basically like, if you wanted to explore other people, like that's fine. But like you embarrassed me like so hard. Like everyone was like like feeling bad for me I I hate that you disrespect me in front, of, in front of everyone you obviously just don't have respect for me and you embarrass me like it's not about you kissing Amy that's fine like it really is it's the way you did it like that really really hurt my feelings so she was basically saying she was going to choose Christian or Giovanni who have like nothing going on right now yeah to save because they deserve to be there more than Josh and then in the recoupling ceremony she chose Josh like it was just so stupid and then I'm like okay girl I have no respect for you because he was being a fuckboy. boy he did disrespect her and if you want to have some respect from yourself send him home and then that guy, Christian, went home, who honestly should have went home because he doesn't have a connection with the plants, let alone another person in the house, but...
1: Right, I, I mean, I don't think it would make sense for Josh to go home. He seems to be, like, integral to the drama. Yeah. And maybe Shannon and Josh can get on good footing from here. I just, like, really didn't like how she treated him in the first episode. Not to, like, judge her so prematurely, and maybe I'll feel differently after I watch last they're things, on even.
0: They're even now. Honestly, Josh is indebted to her, but now it's, like, she... When it's the guy's coupling ceremony, she has a lot to worry about because he's a fuckboy and he's obviously not, like, ride or die for but, her.
1: It's that's so weird because everything that I've seen, he's been so right. It was a total
0: shift last night's episode of who he is. Cinco and Caché chose each other. And like when they were like choosing each other in the ceremony, Trina looked like she literally wanted to jump off the cliff. Like I actually felt so bad for her because she has exactly what what they want. She's made it very clear now. Like she's here for a relationship. She's talking to Jeremy about doing long distance when they get home on their date. And he's just like not into it at all. I know. I saw that. So it's like. I feel bad for Trina, but she did put all of her eggs in one basket. Jeremy did mislead her a hundred percent, but now she's kind of left with nothing.
1: Damn. Yeah. Okay, so maybe I should watch last night's episode. It was good. It, it was so like pivotal. Long. It was. Like when it was finally honestly, a the coupling first ceremony. Three, like really not a lot happened. Nothing. And it really didn't feel like there were strong connections. You know, they were just sort of like trying to make stuff happen. I felt like actually Kira and Will were becoming the strongest. But
0: there, the waters were tested this week. Between Kira and Will.
1: The waters are always going to be tested. And next week, like, or sorry, tonight, new guys are going to come in.
0: No, so then in the preview, tonight's episode is streaming. New girls, sorry. Tonight's episode is streaming on Paramount+. Plus. It's like a bonus episode. I don't think we need to watch it. No, you don't. Then the new people come on Tuesday back on CBS. Okay, and there's going to be new girls. Yes, there's three new girls and one new guy. And a lot of the new girls, they said they want to go on a date with Cinco. So that's going to be interesting because I really like Caché. And him, I think, like, I, they've re- I didn't think they were a match at first, but they've really just, like, started out as friends. And now every night they're just, like, grabbing each other's asses. Like, it's actually really cute.
1: That is really cute. Okay, but now a lot th- of the
0: new girls are going to come for it.
1: I'm glad things are picking up. Just wait, I heard that this season they're bringing back um, Casa Amor. What's that? Oh, my God. It was this thing that happened last season where basically the guys leave the house, all the guys, and they go to another house called Casa Amor, where there's five new girls there. And the girls stay at the house and five new guys come in.
0: Oh, and so they see if they want to stay in the relationship or pursue anything new with new people. That's crazy. Yes.
1: And at last season, the strongest couple, Johnny and Sally. Johnny went into Casa Amor and like... I remember you telling me this. And he ditched his day one girl for some random new girl. And just like lost his mind in Casa More, and then came back and like thought he could like not tell anyone. But all the people... By the way, when new people come onto the show, they've been watching everything. Right. So all the new people would come on and be like, Sally you need to ask Johnny about Casa right, right, and it was just like the craziest thing Casa more. anyways they're They're doing it again
0: (laughs) that's good yeah no it was just like really funny it's definitely starting slow and I think that like it being on for six weeks like it could be on for three and they could just like do more each episode but whatever I'm having fun
1: yeah no and it's nice they really switch up the cast a lot so it's like it's good
0: yes it was really sad can I tell you when I went home Yes, please. Christian, oh, like, you already said that. The guy with the blonde. You already said the,
1: that because he couldn't connect with the plans. He
0: couldn't connect with anyone, but like he was so sad to be leaving. He's like, when you guys leave here, I want to be the first person you see. Like, it's like he's gonna have so much FOMO. Like, not even from being famous around the show because I didn't get that vibe from him. Just he was because just having like, a good time. He's friends with everyone, and he was actually an integral part of this episode. He's he's the biggest shit talker because the guys talk and the girls talk, and the only way to know about what the guys are talking about is because Christian runs and tells everyone. Like, he's a stitch, and you actually need a person like that, or else there's no. Because he was the one who gave a heads up to cachet and was like jeremy is not into trina like you've got to tell your girl and cachet was like giving her a pep talk like maybe you shouldn't put all your eggs in his basket like i don't know yeah and that wouldn't have happened without the snitch christian
1: interesting
0: (laughs) yeah so you're gonna need a new person like that
1: okay well i'm sure they'll they'll make a new person like that like that's what producers are for
0: yeah um so that was the longest tv recap segment we've ever had on our show and that's it yep anything else you want to say
1: No, I think that's it. We'll be back tomorrow for another wonderful show. So Mm -hmm. we'll see you then. And until then, hope you all stay
0: well. Have an amazing day. Thank you so much for listening to the Morning Toast, the Millennial Morning Show, where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, Castbox, all the places. So wherever you listen to podcasts, find us Morning Toast. Leave a five star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. Hope you guys have an amazing day. We'll see you tomorrow for Tuesday's show. Have a great day. Goodbye.